The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Sandy Marks. Sandy is a storyteller living in New York City. Sandy talks with me about being nice and how her need to be nice kept her from ending relationships when she should have. When one relationship ends with a proposal instead of a breakup, she learns what happens when you choose to be nice instead of kind. Hey, Sandy, how's it going? It's good, Brian. How yeah, are you? I'm pretty good. Good. Yeah. What What did you want to talk about today? Well, I wanted to talk about a story that still kind of haunts me because there were valuable <laughs> lessons learned. And uh, the story really all starts when I was in high school um, where I, you know how it's like you always want to be what you're not. And what I knew I wasn't was cool. Oh, like, yeah, I was the same way. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was the one singing songs from Sound of Music, like with my arms out, like I thought I was like a member of the Glee Club. Yes. So I was the kind you'd want to smack around in the lunchroom. <laughs> but I also, the problem was I was like billed as one of the nice girls. My friends and I were nice. And in our high school, there were two kinds of girls. There were the nice ones. And then there were the like real badass bitches. And they were called <laughs> the hitter chicks where I grew up. Why the hitter chicks? I have no idea. Like, I'm assuming it's because they hit a lot of people in the face or something. Okay. But that was hitter chicks. Oh, I know. I think it was because their boyfriends were the hitters, which probably means they were gangster type uh, guys. Okay. I don't know, but that's what they, they, they Yeah, they were getting hit on a lot. I don't know. They were hitter chicks. <laughs> yeah, okay. And the distinction was like the, how you could tell was the hitter chicks or the bad girls, they wore like bright colored bras, like padded bras okay. under like their assembly white see-through shirts and they had cleavage. They were like 16 and they had cleavage <laughs> and they wore like ankle bracelets yes. and eyeliner, like cat eyeliner, like cat found decent oh, back yeah. then. Okay, it wasn't gotcha. cool. It yeah, was yeah, not yeah. a thing. It was just... And hair, high hair that looked like they teased it with a rat comb or something. Okay. Um, and yeah, they used like a to, real look. It's a real look. And then they did this thing, which was like pre-emo, where they would draw in like with black pencil, like a beauty mark. Oh, okay. Somewhere, like they thought they were Elizabeth Taylor, like on heroin. I don't know. But so that's what they looked like. They were very sexy. Okay. Yeah. And we were hideous. Because, like, one of my best friends had scoliosis, so she wore one of those back braces that looked like the dentist chair. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we all had braces. We were all a hot mess, and we were unkempt. We didn't wear makeup. I wore a training bra. I don't know what I was training for, but it did no good. But we bought those things. That's what they were called, training bras. Yes. It's like, if you wear it, like, maybe, like, in the middle of third period, something was going to sprout or something, and you had to be prepared. Yeah, you were hoping. You were hoping. You needed support. God forbid (laughs) something would happen, like, at lunch. Okay. (laughs) So, and then the other thing about these girls was they always looked like they were having so much fun. So, like, when they'd go out at night, they would be hanging out at the Pizza Den, which was, like, a neighborhood joint in Queens, and they were probably giving, like, hand jobs in the parking lot. (laughs) When my friends and I, we were babysitting or hanging out in front of the Forest Hills Jewish Center with like the good they were like nice boys so we were not exposed to the gorgeous bad boys we had to hang out with the good look the sweet yeah kind of hideous boys. like everyone had their place you knew, and your, you knew place. your places and that's where you, you could hang place. out and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you knew us and the one time that i tried to cross the line because i was in love with this one girl patty migliacci she was so hot and sexy i just wanted her to like me so i once we had this one moment together where I knew it was like true love and that we were going to be best friends because I accidentally brushed up against her in 
aforementioned assembly well she had on her pink bra and I was wearing my trainer and she looked at me and she mustered up this remark which I still remember you're dead after school and I thought that's it I'm in love she's feisty you're dead I thought I must mean something to her if she wants to really kill me that was the only interaction we ever had yeah because in a way you mattered right I mattered yeah you're dead after school I remember bragging to all my friends Patty Migliacci (laughs) talked to me during assembly she's gonna beat me up she's gonna beat the shit out of me and then like for vacations when my parents were taking us to like Wild Bloom New Jersey where we stayed in a motel where our car was parked in front of the swimming pool because we were so like broke and you know this is our sexy trip those bad girls they were off to like i don't know puerto rico or mexico to have a procedure and i say that in air quotes they were getting their pregnancies terminated before it was legal that's how old i am they had to go to mexico to get themselves taken care of that's how sexy these girls were Jeez, like to them doing something awful would be that to me it was losing my retainer like yeah, it was like, just yeah your that levels was it, the of, levels yeah so the boys that I had to hang out with were so boring because they were nice because we were in front of the Jewish Center and I I always wanted to be bad because I thought if I'm a bad girl I'll get a bad Bruce Raps one of those sexy guys will be my boyfriend so this followed me this dogged me through college like it didn't get better yeah like you just continued being the nice, nice. girl and yeah nice. that was like plain nice i still was in plays i went well i went to school i went to nyu i was in the drama department. yeah so that I became the person nice. you just yeah. like fully Lots committed of jazz to. hands yeah. i was like committed to the jazz hands yeah it was a freak you know so that's where so i dated guys that were super boring they weren't in the theater department but they were they were like you know accounting majors <laughs> yeah they wanted to be an attorney they were going into the father's business whatever and yeah, it was so you were still fun. hanging out in that circle, the, yes. the appropriate people you yes. can hang out with, even though you weren't in high school anymore. I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really tried. And I had this really, um, being nice, I had this one quality that every nice girl will tell you they do, which is we have a specific skill set, which is never breaking up with boys because we're nice. We date them until they dump us. <laughs> this this is a strategy that I've hold dear. I mean, I never would hurt anybody. Like I just, it wasn't yeah, in my it was DNA. Embedded in who it was you embedded. Are. You yeah. have to be nice. It's like, like if someone pushed me, I'd say I'm sorry. Like that's yes. yeah, the yeah, way yeah. I was raised. I was a sap, and I was also co- I'm still codependent. Like it was so important that people liked me, so I never broke up with anybody. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, because it's like you were <laughs> their consequence. You were hurting yourself and the other oh, person in the process. Yes, and, it was yeah, like yeah. I was doing my time. Like, and usually it was like at the five to six month mark when I knew. I wanted to bite my leg out of a rabbit trap. Like I was. Yeah. I, like at that point, you know, it's, it's going to be. Done. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. I would do is it was a two prong strategy. The first prong was call them too often. Okay. And be needy or pretend to be needy. Like, what are you doing? Where are you now? Where are you going? But that one was kind of painful because they liked that and they would tell yeah, me. Yeah. If it turned, if that went the other way, then you'd bad. get even deeper into this thing. I was falling into a yeah. bad cesspool. So the second prong was a little bit more desperate. Then I'd have to pretend to be a mean person. So I would break dates last minute. I would not return calls because yeah. this is before we had cell phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't return messages until they get so frustrated and that they didn't want to be the one getting dumped because it's all human nature. So then they would say my favorite thing ever, which is it's not you, it's me. And when you hear that, when you're trying to dump someone, it's a complete victory. 
Yeah, because you know you've turned the table appropriately it. and yes. you got out the way you I wanted to get out. I have manipulated my way out and it's like, yes, I'm like high-fiving the air wherever <laughs> I can. So that was basically my MO. Okay, so I go through school and when I'm going through all this, my friends would set me up with dudes and I know like the guys, like if you were a dude setting me up, you would say to your friend, she has a great personality, it's a kiss of death, and she's the kind of girl you'd bring home to your mother. Real sexy shit. Yeah, which are two things that I would like in a person. Right? You know, like I find that stuff That's attractive. Appealing. But yes, yeah. But when you're a young girl and you want to be Patty yes. Migliacci, you don't want to yeah, be Yeah, like your that- whole thing is, I've been nice for so long. Yes. I kind of don't want to be nice, but I don't exactly know how to not be Yeah, I don't know nice. how to yeah. be Patty. I'm not giving blowjobs in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. It's not my style. I'm a nice Jewish girl from Queens. Yes. But when a guy t- describes you as having a good personality, that's code for she's not very good looking. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, whether or not that was the case, it was the case because I've done a lot of work since then. At the time, it was like, well, fuck you. I don't want to be have such a great personality. So that was like a cross to bear. Yeah, because it's it's a positive in one way, but it means so it's much more so negatively much, that you're yeah. like, it's I, a don't, backhand yeah, I don't want this because it means all this other to stuff. To me, it's the equivalent of if you run into someone on the street and they say, oh, my God, you look so good. What happened? Yeah, like... It's like, screw me. What do you mean, what happened? Or, you know, you don't want to hear that. Once I had, just as a side note, when I had my... After I had my kids, they were sitting in my office one day, which was a talent agency, and one of my clients... Who actually went on to his name? I'll say his name. I don't care. Michael Rosenbaum. He went okay. on to be pretty successful. He was on uh, that Superman TV show, whatever it's oh, called. Oh, Smallville. Yeah, Smallville. Yeah, he yeah. plays Lex Luthor. Okay. okay. He comes into my office and he's a perfectly nice guy and he's super funny and cute. And he looks at my twin daughters and then he looks at me and he says, without skipping a beat, "Oh my God, your husband must be so good looking." Ugh. And my assistant, who was a man, was like, are you kidding me? Did you just say that? Yeah. Take that back. And Michael was like, what? What did I say? Like, he didn't even, it didn't even dawn on him. That was such a bad thing to say. It's horrible. So that was over 20 years ago. Yeah, this was like an example of the way that people were seeing you at that time. Yes. Like, okay. It's like, no, no. I want to be, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, you want those neon bras. Yes. I want to pa-ping, pa-ping. I want people to go pa-ching, pa-ping. Right. None of that was happening. Okay. So I kept getting set up with really nice guys. Yeah. All through college and after college. Didn't stop. And they were all boring. I didn't like any of them. I'm not saying I wanted to date someone who was on his way to, you know, like prison, but there's a long way between- (laughs) There's a middle ground. There's a middle ground between someone going off to, you know, some maximum correctional facility- and being, you know, studying for his CPA and he's going to make you fall asleep at dinner. There. So there's this one guy that I start dating and he had all the stats. He was very good looking. His name was Larry. Super tall, which I'm not like really into because I'm so short. But there was something about him that was very attractive. Yeah. Big brown eyes. He was a Jew. And when you're a Jew, you like meeting Jews. And he came from a super wealthy family. And I was always poor. So... I would be lying if I said that wasn't attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His parents were in the electrical lighting business. Their name, their last name is Levitan, and their oh, yeah. name is on like, like every outlet, switch like outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with a little like lightning bolt, Levitan. Yeah, I've seen that. That was his, so if, I mean, if I had 
stayed with him, That's I would have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would have been up to my tits and dimmer switches. I mean, <laughs> this is a big deal. Like that, every light in your house could have been every, a dimmer. It would have been the brightest house ever. Yeah. It would have been like, oh my god, and we would. I would have been a royal of Great Neck. They're from Great Neck. I would have been so wealthy. Yeah, because that's Great like Neck. one of those family. Yeah, you're like yes. one of those like yes. Long Island family businesses. That's why I would that... have been heir to a huge like ACDC fortune or whatever. Okay, but the guy, he was so nice, but he was kind of boring. Yeah. So, so that same thing that you same kept thing. It's like yeah. all right, all right. So I d- dig myself in deeper and deeper and deeper. At least six months go by. We're dating. And we see each probably like two or three nights a week because when you're like going steady or whatever, yeah. without even having saying it, it was obviously, we yeah, were, that's like, we were a couple, but I, I was done. So I finally said, okay, I got it. I'm going to break up with, I got to, I have to break up with this guy. So I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? Now he had just invited me to go to an Islanders hockey game. Now I'm not like into hockey or anything, but I'm so happy and excited because to me it's like, okay, this is it. This is the venue and the night when I'm going to break up with Larry because it's loud. Yeah. So I can say it. I can declare it and it'll be off my chest. Even if he doesn't hear it, I'll know I've said it. And B, if the Islanders win, he'll be in a really good mood. So maybe it won't be too upsetting. Yeah. There's a way that this can work out where yeah. it's not awful. It can. Yeah. It could be like, hey, it might not be so bad. Yeah. You don't have to be like in a quiet restaurant. You don't and, have to yeah. be because that's, I've done that. That's much yeah, worse. It's not fun. That's, you just like, you want to just hide in the kitchen. So um, he picks me up in his like Toyota or whatever. I live in Forest Hills. I still live at home at the time. And we go all the way out to Long Island to yeah, the, Coliseum. the Coliseum. It's kind of far. It's out there. And I'm kind of quiet because I'm already getting nervous. And he's quiet because he's boring. And we get there and we park and we go in. And the game is going on. And I have not developed the courage to say anything because I'm such a wuss. And I'm thinking, okay, you got to do what you got to do. Okay, the first period, the second period, things are going. Now, have you ever been to a hockey game? Yes. Okay. Now, have you ever been to the Islanders game? I haven't been to an Islanders game. Well, I'm sure it's like any hockey yeah, game yeah. where the fans are insane. Yes. Okay. And after like when there's only five minutes left to the game, they're so drunk. I swear I'm not making this up. This is true. I saw a fan sitting a few rows behind us lift a chair and throw it. The chair was bolted down. Yeah, like one of the stadium chairs. Yes. <laughs> yes. He took a bolted chair and somehow oh my god poked it and got it up and tossed it because i guess he didn't like an ump's call or something or a ref or whatever yeah the ra- yeah so it was getting a little rowdy it was rowdy and there were only a few minutes left, and i was starting to sweat because it was like okay it's time yeah, like I, it's i'm time. literally on the clock it's like, time i'm yeah. on the clock and the islanders were up it was okay were, so you had so your like, ideal I had situation i got my sitch i got the na- noise i got a win I've got sweat pouring down my face. And so finally, I look at Larry and I say, Larry, there's something we've got to talk about. And he says, I know. And I'm thinking, yes. I'm like, oh, maybe you should just shut up and let him talk. So he faces me and I face him. And it's still loud. Yeah. But I am zeroing in on, please, please tell me it's over. And instead, he puts his big hand, like a ham hand, because he's a big guy, in his pocket like his members only jacket pocket or whatever it was he was wearing and he pulls out a velvet jewelry box oh man oh yeah a small box and now i'm fucked because he's pulled out a box and it doesn't matter what's in there it's trouble and i don't know what to do i am gobsmacked so i don't say anything and he opens like ceremoniously like madame this box and inside is an engagement ring a huge motherfucker flashlight engagement ring 
shining. You could see it spiraling around the entire stadium <laughs> like a disco ball. It's got its own light it built into its it. It has its own the light. Yes, company. <laughs> the Levitan life itself. It was probably a Levitan light bulb. Who knows? And he says, will you marry me? And I am so shocked. I mean, I've only known him six months. And I'm such an asshole. Like, why would you want to marry me? I'm looking at him. <laughs> I'm looking at him and I say, I swear, I say, no, thank you. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm so shocked. Cause just because you were literally seconds away from breaking up with him. Correct. And now you have this, a much harder breaking up in a way. Oh, like, my like God. Now, remember, I'm poor. And I can't even afford, like, school tuition or anything. And I have student loans up the tuchus. And I'm thinking that ring, that ring. No, no, you're not a yeah, whore. You, you can't, can't do, do that. You yeah. cannot whore yourself for tuition. So I say, Larry, you're such a nice guy, but we don't even know each other that well. We can't get married. I don't know you well enough to get married. I don't even think we're necessarily, and this is where I kind of. Yeah, you, you're, yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're I'm bringing it back to the ba- like, breakup. Right, bring it in, bring it in, reel it in, reel it in. So I say, I don't even think we're really meant to be together. I don't think this is even working out. I'm like trying to pull it back, pull it back. And he looks at me, he's so stunned and shocked. I don't know why he's obviously not that self-aware. He starts crying like really hard. And now I feel like, oh, I'm the worst person on the whole planet. I said, Larry, I'm so sorry. I don't know what made you think I'd be ready for this. He says, okay, well, then you still have to do something for me. And at this point, I feel so bad. I'm like... Anything. I mean, I would have waxed his back if he asked me to. Yeah, it was like a sad puppy dog. It's, it's that like, you were what just do you like... do? It's like I would have bathed his grandmother if he asked me to at this point. <laughs> I was so sad, like upset. So I said, okay, what? And he said, you have to now come back to my parents' house in Great Neck because they have planned and are throwing us a surprise engagement party. And Ugh. you have to pretend that we're getting married. So for this one night, you have to do me that favor. And I was an actress, so I said, <laughs> okay. Finally, I'll add it, this to my reel. If that's yeah. it, yes, this will be my sizzle reel. Okay, yes, okay. I was, I'm thinking, oh, God, oh, God. Okay, so I was, like, successful in breaking up with him, but yeah, now... Yeah, you technically got what you wanted. But now I'm like, holy shit, this is, like, this is really the worst. Oh, boy. Just skin me alive. Okay, so now the awkward getting out. Have you ever gotten out of a stadium and the parking lot? You yeah. know how long that takes? Yeah, you're just sitting in traffic. It's like I grew, like, jowls. I mean, I went from 25 to 60. Yeah, and at this point... Are the two of you even talking? I mean, I guess barely. It, you're barely, you were barely talking before barely. when you were now dating. Barely. it's so super now. quiet. I think we put on like Loggins and Messina okay. or like your mommy doesn't want you to dance in rock and roll or whatever. I don't know. It was like, yeah, just put it was a Loggins and Messina the... year. I remember that. There's okay. a lot of Loggins and okay. Messina. So we get in the car and we start driving out and I'm, we're actually starting going back, I guess, west because the stadium was further out. Okay. Yeah. So you're heading back towards where you need to be. Yes. But... And all I'm thinking is, well, if we're going back to his house for an engagement party, He's not going to murder me first and like like leave me on the LIE. Like I won't be killed. Yeah, people are expecting you. I'm ex- being expected. Yeah. Oh, and then I had to put on the ring. Oh, yeah. Which, oh boy. I got to say for a couple hours it was kind of dreamy. Yeah, you were living this weird fantasy. I was living life like a like, yeah, Princess if this Diana. This worked out better and if I felt differently uh, about this person. Yeah, if and, only yeah. if only this ring was mine, you know, because when you've come from nothing and you're wearing like $60,000 on your finger, which yeah. is more than my parents owned in their entire lifetime combined income. Like, it was a lot. So, all right, so we get to Long Island, we get to their house, and we show up, and I'm, like, putting on my actress face, like, okay, this is going to be a performance. This is an Oscar. <laughs> is, you're going for an Oscar. Okay, so we pull up, and the parents open the door. They're so excited. 
And the mom, who I never met, she was like one of those Long Island moms who had like a lot of lip liner on her lips. Like she had to find a whole new lip area. So like this is before Botox. So if you wanted to look like you had plump lips, you just lip lined them up and lots of gloss and <laughs> just shit. Like layer, 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 layer. And she wore, I remember distinctly Shalimar because I could never smell that again after that. What is Shalimar? It's a fragrance. Okay. It's like, it's a very popular female fragrance. Okay. Or it was back then. And she had on like a Mrs. Roper outfit. Do you know of Three's Company, Mrs. Roper? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay. like Maud. Like she had it like on a duster slash caftan dress. Okay, yeah. And her husband was smoking a cigar and he was su- super suntan looking, super Long Island. Yeah, you were in this very like Long Island, like luxury world. Yes. But like, but not like now that I'm an adult, it's not like super classy. Yeah. It's electrical. Yeah, yeah. It's still Long Island yeah. electrical it's not empire. Like, it's not Greenwich, <laughs> Connecticut. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a yeah. different. I mean, nothing wrong with living Great Nick now, but back then, this was what was considered royal. And so we walk in, and it is packed, jam-packed with relatives and their friends. And you probably don't know any of these people. Not a soul, and yeah. they're, which is good, because I can just pretend to be anybody. Yeah. No one's going to be hip to my shenanigans. But it's, first of all, there's a lot of lighting in the house. <laughs> there's like... Which is fair, you everywhere, know. sconces, like... nothing on dimmer, bright, super bright. It's like, holy shit. Then all the... Furniture is covered in plastic slipcovers. Oh, yeah. Which was a big deal back then. So everything, the light was bouncing off of everything. So it was like being like in a Refinery29 special room. Only this one would have been like depressing Great Neck 1980. Like it was so bad. And everybody is talking over me and asking questions like, where are you going to go on your honeymoon? And where do you want to get married? And... I'm in for in for it, so I just say I'd like to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm like, just naming places. I'd like to get married at the Pierre because it sounded fancy, and I figured you have to be really rich to get married there. Nobody's like blinking twice. It's like, oh, it sounds great. It's great, and it just goes on and on and on. And there, they have this is all catered. There's oh my god, it's a lot of deli platters. Okay, it's like. It's it's from Ben's Deli, which is very popular on Long Island. They went they spared no expense. Man. So this goes on for like ninety minutes. And I'm truly I'm doing my time. I, I like I have been sent to Gwit like Gitmo. Like this is you might as well play like Celine Dion in the background and lock me in a room because this is torture. Okay, so finally I decided, okay, I've been I've been nice. It's time. So I like tug on his members only jacket and I say, Larry Okay, I did my part. I really want to go home. I, I have a headache. And I think I said to the mom, I'm, I'm getting a terrible headache. I'm really sorry. I think I'm get, coming down with something. I didn't want her to think she was yeah. giving me the... It was the Shalimar, no doubt. I was, and the light. And the light. <laughs> the bright light and the Shalimar was a nasty combination. So, okay, says fine. So I say goodbye to everybody. They all hug me. Now I smell like a Jewish <laughs> whore. I like Jew whore smell, like with all that. And I get back in his car and he drives me back to Queens. I don't think we exchanged one word the whole... And I, yeah, because at that point the contract uh, was up. The contract is up, and it took everything in me to take that goddamn ring off my finger. I almost wanted to be like, you know, when you're a little kid and you try on your friend's ring and you go, it's stuck, I can't get it off. I wanted to do that, and then I knew he'd probably have butter in his pocket. Like, forget about it. Like, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Just keep it. No. So he takes back the ring. I hear the box shut, like slam. I I hear any like reliable finances snapping shut, and he goes in his pocket. And I get out of the car and I walk back into my apartment. And I think, holy fuck, what have I done? 
So there's a huge moral that I did learn from this story, which is there's a huge difference between being nice and being kind. Okay, so if you're kind, and everyone should do this. I don't know if you do this, Brian, but you should. You're honest with people. If something's not working out, just say, you're such a great person, but I just don't think we're clicking. Like, whatever it is, just say it. Yeah, I'm a big advocate of that. Like, I I try to do that, and I think it's helpful in the long run because you're not... It's nice. Yeah. It's not it, it being kind becomes nice because when yes. you're kind and you're being honest with people, they know where they stand and then they're not led down some path, yes. right? But cuz if you are like me, an asshole who was being nice, you wind up having to pretend you're something you're not, staring down a platter of sweaty meats with a room full of people you don't know and breaking someone's heart and making them take back a ring that you really wanted in the first place. It just doesn't yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, like everyone got hurt a lot more because you were trying yes. to not hurt people. Because like, I was yeah. an asshole. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm still nice. I, I have to admit. Like I and I probably tell white lies all the time. We all do. Yeah, yeah. That's but a part it's not of it. like I'll say nice hat. Like I'll do th- but I won't anymore. I've learned also because I'm older, I say no a lot. I'll say no thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say no a lot. Like if I don't want to do something, I just say no thank you and I don't give an explanation. I don't say my dog is sick or my grandma's got the grip. I just say no, thank you. Yes. You don't have to go into a whole story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can just say what no. you're feeling and it's okay. Yeah, because like, honestly, gonna... most people don't really care that much. Yeah. It's our own ego that gets in the way where you think they really need a long explanation. Yeah, and just you wanting to please people. Like, again, yeah. going back to that nice thing yeah. of like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I That's don't want right. to do this. And it's like, and in no, the long just... run, you're being much worse. Now, yeah. I am still, I would be lying if I said I was I'm a people pleaser. That's my thing. And I like that because I honestly like making other people happy. I do. It sounds corny, but I do. And because I'm a mom and I now I'm in this community with you in comedy and in storytelling and doing all this other stuff, my peers are much, much younger than I am. And I do have this instinct to want to take care of all of them. Yes. that's. I feel like I got that immediately after meeting you yes. where you were like, oh, you're already like, you were already like. So nice to me yeah. immediately. Like, I want to like, give you a bowl of macaroni. Yeah, juice. and it's such a nice feeling. Like, it's and such it's a honest. comforting feeling. Yeah, and it doesn't it's feel not. disingenuous it's in not. any way. It's not. Like, I would, like, if anyone needed a room, if anyone needed money, if it was just under $10, whatever. No. But honestly, like, I will lend people whatever they yeah. need. Yeah. So it's like you still have that core of niceness yes. that is in you, but you've, you've. But I'm more honest. Yeah, and you've grown yes. in that to be like I'm still this person that I've I was right, through, without leading other yes. people yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. wrong direction. But honestly, like nothing makes me happier than helping other people get work. I mean, that's why I was a talent agent for so long. Like that's like my jam. Yeah, because you enjoyed that. that idea. Yeah, that, nothing like, makes me happier than I put together people who get married. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I love all that. Yeah, shit. I find like that satisfying too because it, so it, it's like and it all it, it, it sort of reinforces that sense that like. Oh yeah, I know. I get. I get people, or I understand this, and yeah. I see this, and yeah. And don't you feel like, like, and I don't want to sound like airy fairy, but like, there's a lot of karmic abilities to, like, the idea that we help one another. It's like this big circle of every time you pay something forward, something else is coming back on your other side. Like I'm always feeling it get the return so much bigger than what I put out there. Yeah. Even the littlest thing, like my husband, who's so much nicer than me. <laughs> He's like a saint. He insists on always, no matter how late we're running, no matter what's happening on, letting that car into traffic. Yeah, okay. Always. 
almost to the point where he'll go in reverse to give them enough room. And it drives me crazy because I'm always thinking, why are you doing that? You don't have to be so... He, that's who he is. It's natural. It comes natural to him. To so you honest. still ended up with the nice guy. So I wound up, well, the first time I got married, not so much. Okay. Because I wanted to marry the, I was still looking for someone that was difficult. Yeah. And I married difficult. And we had three great kids. So I'm very grateful for difficult. Um, but at some point, not nice isn't necessarily what you need to be married to. And then I married way against my original, like what I would, would originally look for. But because I grew up and I was mature and I was over 40, I found a like a saintly like Buddhist. He's not a Buddhist, but he acts like great Buddha, the nicest guy I've ever met who would never harm a fly. And I thought, how could I like someone like that? Well, we're married 20 years. So obviously it's, been out. it's yeah. worked out. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that he's so supportive and he's so nice and you know, yeah, that thing that you just tried to avoid so yeah. much as a And don't you kid. like going out with people that treat you badly? Oh, yeah. No, not that treat but, me badly. But, in the, but well, when you're young, don't you like the, the idea of the challenge of... Yeah, I like. I feel like I grew up very similar to you. I was a very nice person. Yes, I would chase people a lot that were definitely not good for me, but like... Like, I was just this nice kid. I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. Like, I right. was like a lame kid, right. and I would go after people who were definitely like a little bit cooler than dangerous. me and like a, a little, little dangerous. dangerous yeah 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 right and i felt like there was something like enjoyable about that until you until like experiencing a person like that for a period of time and you're like no this no, is no, not bad. fun at all it's not fun at all yeah. it's torture but yeah. yeah you definitely like yeah it's like nice to it's nice to learn that well and then, but and, and anyone who's been in an abusive relationship will tell you and my relationship wouldn't really be classified it as abusive that would be exaggerating but there was to me you know mental abuse but if you're in one of those relationships you're always the one apologizing yeah it's a because weird... you think like you think that you must be a fault if you're making this person disappointed in some way yeah because it goes back to that thing of like again you being the nice person and you right pleasing people and, and that's and, dangerous and puts, yeah and i've had that too where i that's dangerous yeah it's yeah that's like it's a bad good, dynamic bad and it's dangerous because it's all them it's not you. And yeah. you as soon as you can like release the fact that it's not you and leave that person, then you it's like a wake up. It's like you wake up out of a deep sleep. Yeah. It could seem very attractive to want to be out with danger or just to be part of someone's life who seems like you have to fight to get them. It's not worth it. Yeah. I yeah, I think that's like a good lesson that I've learned. That's a good lesson to learn. Be kind, don't be nice, and stay away from that trash. Yes. It's trash. It's definitely trash yeah did you ever figure out like how larry told his family what happened like what i don't uh, know what happened okay. there okay. but i must tell you this is amazing okay. oh my god i almost forgot no i was like i wanted okay to thank you okay oh my god okay so my whole life has gone by i've grown i've grown like you know stretch marks we've all grown older yes and i had completely lost touch with him completely because i assume that he made up some story that i like went off my rocker and whatever yeah, yeah yeah like he probably made up some story yeah how, to save he had himself. to like save that yeah like just i can't be devastated okay in front but of my this family is what thing. i find out this is amazing okay so i uh do a show at le poisson rouge do you know that yes that, it's great yeah. and i did uh yum's the word which oh, is yeah. fantastic um, storytelling show in new york yeah, robin show, robin right. gelfenbein yeah. shout out to robin because she's a genius okay so i'm doing that show and i'm telling this story that i just told you at the show and while I'm, modern technology, while I'm doing it, there's a dude who's sitting at the bar who must have Googled Larry Levitan. Yeah, it's not, yeah. And when the show is over, he comes running over to me and he said, oh my God, 
That story was amazing, and I need to show you something. So here's what happened to Larry. Larry apparently did not go into the light business. Instead, he must have been smart enough to go to med school, and he became, I believe, a gynecologist. Wow. Which is kind of already mind-blowing. Yeah. Twat doc. So he becomes the twat doc, and wait, it gets worse. Well, that's not so bad. Everyone needs one. But it gets worse because he gets in trouble for... um, Cheating and embezzling, I guess, and insurance fraud. And he is currently, well, maybe not currently, but this was a year ago. At a year ago, he was in jail. Whoa. So the nice guy, that's the funny part of the story. Took a real turn. This really nice guy who I thought was boring because he was such a nice guy was serving in some probably low you know uh yeah like low level low, low level prison like fraud. yeah yeah you know for, like where like where gene harris went for killing the diet doctor i don't know where maybe martha stewart was he's probably making potholders yeah, i don't know what yeah, he's yeah. doing but that's where he winds up because of insurance fraud so there was so much for me to like to absorb from this information everyone at that bar that night was screaming over yeah, larry levitan i mean what like this probably what like been 40, like, it's, tw- all right, I'm 62. That, like, I am 62. So it is about uh, 40 years. Yeah, that you'd, like, hadn't even... Or, like, 38 years yeah, ago. That, that you I, had no... I had, you had only, no touch with this guy. No, and I yeah. only started thinking about him when I... Started some, storytelling or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean. it was even after that. Someone had brought up something. They said, do you remember that? And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I have to tell this as a story. So the bottom line is, yeah, you live along. But this was sometimes you have to be reminded of these stories. Yeah. Because, you know, like when in your generation, you it's not like, yeah, when you were my guy. <laughs> but in your generation, you know, if you're bored on a Tuesday night in your home and you're alone, you'll start Facebooking and looking for people that did you wrong or you wondered, <laughs> are they still a whore or did they work out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't have that. Yeah, you at the time, it's like when that it's when he drove away, that was That's it. it. Like it was like yeah. like you can't then Google search him. You yeah. can't like yeah. you can't put a tail on him. You're done. That's it. Yeah, that There's is no spyware. For that, that is that strange. Shit. It's like yeah. it's because my brain doesn't think about that. But like that's yeah, totally true. It's like it's over. It's like when you date back then, you had to have a guy describe you as she has a good personality because you couldn't see my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I might look like Jerry Lewis to them. I don't know, but <laughs> you didn't have any. You had no materials. Yes. To suss things out. Yeah, and the second it was done, it was done because done it was you're done. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the story. So you Great. never know when you. Your history is going to catch up. Come with back, you. and you don't have to be in the same room with it. But yeah, you can to get Google it, it. You get the answers that you yes be didn't c- know you wanted. So the bottom line is: be kind, honest, and Google shit. Um, yeah, thank you for doing this. It was my pleasure. Um, is, are people? Are there, do you have like a way to people can follow you online? Yeah. And well, do you have yeah, things that you want to tell people about? Yeah, I have a lot of stuff going on. I have shows everywhere, and I could be found at Sandy S A N D I J. Like Jewess Marks, M A R X dot com, Sandy J Marks dot com, where I put all my scheduling stuff. Cool. But lots of other stuff. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So check. Oh, and I'm also the subject of a documentary. Oh. Uh, there's a, a, a director who, for some odd reason, finds me interesting, and he's been shooting me for close to a year, and now he's cutting it, and he's making a documentary short about my uh, life as a uh, storyteller. I think the working title right now is called. The um, Fabulist. Okay. 
Which I so think at is, some point that'll be at some out. point it'll be hopefully released. He's going to submit it to festivals and stuff. Cool. I don't know. It could that's, be man. That's like a lot of pressure on you, huh? Well, it could <laughs> be like watching paint dry. Yeah, <laughs> which I suspect. No, I think it'll be knowing you. I'm sure it'll be pretty. I think he's a good editor. He'll have to be. Otherwise, people will be throwing popcorn at the screen and saying, "What the hell am I sitting here watching this older woman?" No, I think rambling about nothing. You're not giving yourself enough credit. Thank you. Okay, that's because I'm yeah. trying to be nice. But no, I think you're great. Thank yeah. you. You're very you guys, sweet. Just be kind. Don't worry about me. I'll be kind. <laughs> okay. I'll be Thank kind you. and I'll be honest. All right. Thanks, Sandy. Thank you. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show Art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.